T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the Chiefs continue playing down to the competition. Georgie Porgy leaving some pudding ply on his plate and assessing the Chiefs' run game woes. Special guests include Danon Hughes at 11 and Paul Charchian at 1. Now it looks like someone decided to bring their 90-year-old Polish grandmother to work today. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. What was that Georgie Porgy pudding pie? Pie? There's a lot of peas in there, man. Georgie Porgy pudding pie? Say that six times fast. Yeah. Left some Georgie Porgy pudding pie on his plate. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think I said Georgie Porgy pudding ply. Uh-huh. You're pretty close. I heard you chuckling as you were saying it. I, you knew. You knew you were, it was going to get brought twister, up. man. You knew it was going to get brought up. Uh, it is a Thursday here on Cody and Gold. Looking forward to... Paul Charchian at 1 o'clock. Fantasy football advice for week 10 in the NFL season. Also, our survivor picks. Just Kling and I. Kling just gave out his on his show. I'll give out mine. We're the only two left in our 6'10 survivor. We got Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver, coming up in one hour. And, yes, Cody uh, still has decided to not end his participation in No Shave November because he's not allowed to. Until why not? I told you yesterday. Or you'll get messed up. I told you at the end of the show you yesterday. Get messed up? Yeah, we're gonna okay. jam you up, pal. <laughs> oh I no! Need, I need the answer. I said yesterday at the end of the show by ten oh one, and look, we got on the it's ten oh three. So ten oh three, pass. I need an answer on whether or not okay. you are deciding to. We're all doing no shave November. You said you want it out. We said okay. Eat that egg salad sandwich from the vending machine over there. You said I'll think about it. I need a decision right now. How about how about um, if you want to shave it and not have to deal with it, eat the damn sandwich. What about half? What about half of the sandwich? No, no, full sandwich. Half. It's already kind of cut. It's cut in half. This is not a negotiation. It can't be half. How about this? How, how here's this for a counter? Alex holds you down. I shove that whole sandwich <laughs> right in your face. <laughs> I like that less than just eating it. Well, then eat the whole damn so sandwich. Make, so it's a no. I don't so want to eat it. So it looks so gross. Why are you so caught up on the I don't want so, tos? <laughs> so you're in it. You're 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 in the no shave November for the long haul then. Or can I have you, an extension till when? One o'clock today or what? Um, no. I want till. Can I have till tomorrow? Another twenty four hours. I'm thinking more about eating the sandwich. Okay. Because right. I don't want my face to look like this for two things okay. that I'm involved in next week that I feel like maybe I should look a little cleaner shaven for. Why uh, does it matter? So this is because the event we're doing next week, you don't want to look like that. Yeah, I'm going to be in front of a room full of people. I would prefer to not look like this. But I'm in it. I'm not. I'm. I'm Your doing, beard looks good. But I'm doing No Shave November. I, that's... Will you stop yelling, man? No. He is yelling today. It's 10 04. It's, it's probably too early for Someone says, Just don't eat the Cody, sandwich. half the sandwich, you can shave half the face. What does that mean? Like half the left one, or the right side? The left or side. can I just shave like the mustache, no, but I gotta keep all the neck no, hair? Like, straight down the middle of your face. Pick a side that you're gonna keep clean. <laughs> you, just, you look at the room like this, like, hey, thanks for coming. Just one half of your face the whole time. That doesn't feel like it's gonna solve uh, my problem. Someone gold. says if you go to the strip club, you get a dance, then you should be able to shave your face. If I and, and, and I dance or get a get, dance. Get a dance. No, you're not dancing. <laughs> nobody wants Either to way, see, nobody wants I'd to see eat you that dance. sandwich oh, and dance. Okay. All right. I'll give you till tomorrow. Tomorrow at 10.03. Final decision. And then once you what whatever your answer is, then then you're done. Then there's no going back. So That's tomorrow we'll give stuck? you we'll give you till tomorrow. All right. Okay. All right. Tomorrow to start the show? Yep. It's that simple. Uh, so tomorrow. Stop groaning. I don't <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, what are you doing over there? It's causing me. It's causing me stress. The thought of eating. You're this stressed thing. out. Did yeah, I didn't grow I'm gonna ruin up. my whole weekend if I eat that thing. Oh my gosh! The, the dramatics. First, it's like I can't. I have to have my face shaven for two events next week. When, by the way, no one's gonna. Be, no one's gonna be in the car on the way home. He's like, did you see that guy's facial hair though? <laughs> Yes, can't are. believe can't believe they hired him. No, because I might point it out right away. As you can see, we're participating in uh, No Shave November. It's my co-host, uh, Cody Tapp. And uh, you can tell it's not going well for him. Much better for oh, me dude, than him. You, uh, that's a great idea. You just do like a just like a two-minute roast. Stand-up roast. Yeah. yeah. I figure that's how we can break the ice at the Creed event on Monday night. You can pretty much just go through the mentions yesterday on 610. That's where Nick got the old Polish grandmother line, which was very good, obviously, and weirdly accurate. Why do you look like an old Polish woman? I don't know. Well, you have facial hair, too. That's what's... I don't know, man. It is what it is. I, I'm not... <laughs> I can't I can't grow facial hair. I don't know what to tell you. The Chiefs play the Jaguars coming up on Sunday. They and do. there has been a consistent theme, not just for this year, but now four years. I know we talk about this a lot with other teams, but it's one thing very obvious, at least for this season, if, even if you don't want to give me the rest. The Chiefs play down to their competition all the time. This, the games in which they struggled this year, the Colts, the team they're significantly better than, the Raiders, a team they are significantly better than, the Titans, a team that they are better than, those are the teams that they continue to sleepwalk against multiple times, over and over, seemingly again, until it costs them games here and there. I don't know why this continues to happen, but my current working theory is they don't respect them, that they have had too much success in the sense that there's no time to be taking the Colts serious because otherwise explain it to me because it's not a phenomena. It's not a one game thing yeah. in Patrick Mahomes career in regular season home games. He averages a half a touchdown less and 25 yards less a game in home games than road games. And you could be like, all right, maybe that's weather. Every home game is going to be in Kansas City. That could come with a variety of weather. Maybe that's holding him down. But in the playoffs in home games, because that's all he's ever played in, he goes right back to that road average. When the games matter, Mahomes plays better. When yeah, they play against why, bad teams, he seems to care less. That's why I don't think it's necessarily a lack of respect. In fact, last week, what was the narrative around that Titans game? It was, wow, they're, you know, Mahomes said and acknowledged the Titans beat their ass. And you're like, well, that's a, that's a good sign. He's locked in. He's focused because he knows sure. what happened a year ago. Jeffrey Simmons uh, had the dirty hit on him a year ago. Uh, we, there were a lot of things last week that we were discussing heading into the Titans game of why I think there was actually some respect there uh, of Tennessee. Like, I don't think the Chiefs got out to a 9 nothing lead, the extra point is missed, and then struggling on offense the rest of the day till late in the fourth quarter was because they lacked respect of the, of the Tennessee Titans. I think what you hit on about the playoffs is actually more notable, which is the idea that on the road when you're in a more, maybe a more of a competitive atmosphere in terms of, what, what the opponents are saying or their fan base is doing in that stadium. And then the playoffs, it's the biggest stage that you could possibly be in other than the Super Bowl. I think he, he comes out in those bigger moments, right? But I don't think it's necessarily a lack of, necessarily a lack of respect for the opponents. Now, you're right. They're, they're 0-5 against the spread. The Chiefs are at home in their last five home games. They just don't blow anybody out. They've been favored in, in those home games other than the Bills game. Um, but they don't cover at home because they – typically don't blow teams out. This was a conversation we had a year or so ago when everybody was discussing are the Chiefs. But they still win, the so I'm not team. here to complain, but I mean the, the, I'm saying, it was the conversation. But they do play down. They get themselves in trouble against teams like the Jags. Yeah, I mean I think the the Colts game is probably more representative of that. I don't I don't believe the Titans game was the Chiefs were just playing down to their competition. I I'm, I'm with you more. To me the Colts game was more that. The special teams blunders on the muff punt and then of course just nothing going right offensively, but I don't think they were playing down to the Tennessee Titans. I mean, there's some, sometimes you can look at a game and that opponent either has a good script going against you or you're not just in, in your, your groove in that particular game. I don't think it always means you're playing just because a, a team that you're but in it's a not close one game team, with, man. This is like Mahomes entire career. He plays worse at home. Right, but you're, you're saying it's a lack of respect. I don't think all the teams that they play closely against that we view as inferior are opponents home. that they are just not respecting them. No, but I mean, but 
I, I guess is it just the like the old adage of eh, it's hard to get up for that. Game, I think it's right? the NFL. I mean, don't we know this year in the league that the margin of victory this year is down across the entire it league? Is. So I think it's some of it's like it's the NFL. We, we can use the word parody, whatever we want. Is, is the league just closer than we thought? Uh, it hasn't been. It's the NFL. It's in, it's in college football where you have a, a huge discrepancy in talent. Yeah, there's teams that are much better than others to some extent, but still the worst team in the NFL, the gap between them and the best team is not anywhere near the way it is in college football, the Georgia versus your worst power five team. That, that gap is way wider in college football. I mean, it's certainly, I understand that, but it's to me, it's the consistency in which it's occurring specifically at home and in this year, specifically against bad opponents. Like right now, if you're betting, you should be betting that Jacksonville will cover that nine and a half, nine and a half a 10 a point number. Yeah. And they haven't been consistently covering that number as we have discussed as a result didn't, of, didn't we have a topic yesterday? Didn't we start our show with the first or second topic of the show? And it was, man, the chiefs are still that team that have that target on their back. They're, yeah, still, they they're still that team. Public that, enemy number one. Public enemy number one is how I think we phrased it. Like, don't you think that do you does think that factor they give, into this a little bit? Do you think like other those, teams when they come to Arrowhead, they feel they that way up. differently? Well, no, I'm saying if the Chiefs, it's, and I agreed with you yesterday, like the Chiefs yeah. do have that target on their back. Do you think that that plays a role in this? Meaning that as much as we want to say the Chiefs are playing down to a certain level of competition or there's not the respect, do you believe that there is, and someone actually is mentioning this on the text line, do you believe that the opponents are just playing up because it's Mahomes and it's the chiefs and he plays all those teams on the road and that's not a problem no but you're coming into arrowhead there is something to be said there if you're an opponent we hear it all the time from opponents like they recognize josh allen says other than playing at home he loves playing at arrowhead because he thinks it's a college atmosphere we hear this from players all the time sure i mean i mean i guess that could be it like i'm not saying that there's zero percent chance that it's the but to me that would suggest the other I don't know. The other quarterbacks play with all these defenses are coming into Arrowhead and deciding this is the moment to go get Pat like that. I guess that's the part that continues to confuse me is that that that's somehow that's the, the line they're drawing. You know what? This reminds me of a conversation we had a long time ago. You guys, I think I think you'll remember this gold. We, we had this conversation during training camp last year in 2021. OK. And Cody's big theory was that some people just don't try as hard as other people. <laughs> Not everyone in life is giving their all. Not everyone's giving 100%. Do you think yeah. that could be pl- – is it that the Chiefs just aren't trying that hard? I remember that was in reference I stand to, by that. That was in way. reference to making the, the final roster cuts in the guy that is like fourth on the depth chart <laughs> and whether or not he's trying in the fourth preseason game or third preseason yeah, game. You guys are all still up. pretending that he's just like everyone's giving 100% on the field no, all we, the time. That like that's how the world no, works. No, that whole thing was like if you're someone that's never made an NFL roster before and you're undrafted and it's the fourth preseason game, you were saying that that player may not be trying hard. I go, his job, like his whole career is on the line. I think in yes, that preseason I, game, he's trying and Cody's, hard. Cody's, I still don't think <laughs> that yeah, he was all saying, of them are. Some of them are just like, you know what? I'll just go do something else. Football's not for me. Correct. <laughs> do you honestly think... <laughs> That there are 32 NFL teams and there's 20 players on each team. You think all 500 of these players. We're talking about during camp, though. Every pre-season. single one in the fourth preseason game is just no, no. Again, 100%. That was, that, we're at it. Here we go. That wasn't we're the, giving every piece of our energy to this. That wasn't what we were saying, though. That's exactly what you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not talking about the, the guy that already has a starting job locked up in the fourth no, preseason No, I'm talking game. about the 500 I'm, players who are likely I'm, to be cut after that fourth I'm preseason about, game. I'm talking about that undrafted guy that, that knows that he has a very slim chance of making the team, and it's the fourth, third preseason game now, I guess. And does he is he just going through the motions? I know. Yes. I, don't, I don't think so. Yes, I, think that I don't think all of them are. You don't think I, it's wild to me. You know, we got to talk to an all NFL right, head coach right. because like, just get any NFL head coach on. What do you think? Why man? don't we ask David? If have... everyone just tries as hard as they can all the time, why don't we even coach him? It's okay, fine. Why don't we ask really Dana in 45 minutes? Fine. <laughs> ask him if everybody really at, tries as hard at, as they can. That particular scenario. I don't disagree with you in a regular season. We've never heard that a, la- a lazy player even exists. Huh? That just doesn't exist. Again, we're not, t- you're, you're making lazy it, co-worker. you're taking it across the board as like, I'm not saying that in the regular season that there's a guy that's a starter. That's always giving a hundred percent. I'm with you. No, that doesn't happen. I'm just saying the guy that he might either be an insurance agent or the, the, the special teams player. And in the NFL, and that guy, it's a third preseason game. And if he gets, he stands out on tape, 
he might have a career in the league. That guy, to me, is busting his ass all the time in that third okay, preseason let, game. That's the, not, not saying I'm in just general. saying it's not 100% success rate. There let's bring this conversation full circle. <laughs> Do you guys think that there are guys on the Chiefs roster right now that aren't giving it 100% on home games? Yes. Yes. There's always Name, players okay. on every team. Name names, though. <laughs> What do you mean? Which players I think aren't trying their yes. hardest right now? Yes, this is that's depends a big on the deal. game. Who, who do you think's effort sucks? No, right this now. is a big deal if they, if guys aren't trying hard enough. <laughs> so who when is it? When you're sitting back and you're watching your all 22, Cody, on Monday nights, the kids are asleep. You know what? What stands out, I'm man? Not who's not? Who's not trying? Individual player's who's, motor. This is not going to be good so radio for not, anybody. There's not one. Yes, it would. You're leveling accusations, major accusations. That's great radio. <laughs> major accusations. So no, which player? When if you're just, what's the first name that comes to mind? Guy who could probably give know. a little bit more. I don't know. I don't. I'm not <laughs> going to just single out one guy. You think Clyde's trying as hard as he can? Seems to be. McColl. I have questions about him sometimes. Okay, really? there we go. Let's start wow. there. So you think McColl is not giving maximum effort on every play? Yeah. No, I don't. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. I think you could argue that if I said every play they're in. You might make an argument that 70% of players aren't giving max effort on every, and nor should they, by the way, in some cases. There's something about playing a 60-minute oh, so football trying game. is not important it, anymore. No, in the regular season, I think, to Cody, in the regular season, I think it absolutely happens. I'm just, my whole thing, again, was just the, in the preseason, job on the line. I'm pretty sure those those guys are are busting their ass. That's this all. is a super woke and millennial take by you, Cody, to just say, like, we shouldn't have to work that hard. Like, don't work too hard. That's not don't stress. If, if it's going to stress you out, then like, maybe take a day. Like, make, just, take Fridays or off. Or I'm suggesting the end of the roster guy at the pre is quiet quitting. He's just not trying as hard, so they'll cut him. Yeah. So he can go be an insurance agent. Uh huh. I don't like this at all. And by the way, every single player should be giving 100% <laughs> effort every single play, 18 weeks a year. Do you think they are? If they're not, then I don't want them no, on my team. No, but are they, Nick? I'm sure there are stragglers in every yeah. in every walk of life. Name there one. are guys who aren't doing enough. I want them cut. I want I them I named gone. one from the player. You name a guy who I'm works not, at Odyssey. I don't know. Do you think doesn't, you know. <laughs> oh, a guy who works at Somebody, Odyssey. Guy or girl who works at Odyssey that you feel like is not giving 100%. Steve. It's <laughs> not even a real person. He's just... Really? Are you sure about that? Over there? You want to go check the directory? <laughs> well, if you're talking about our boss... He doesn't usually go by Steve, but that's no, a bold approach by you. Our boss works harder than anybody in the building. Agreed. <laughs> Nobody works harder. Someone mm-hmm. says, you guys have the dumbest arguments, and I love it. Huh. We're here for you. I think you. that it's a compliment. We forget good text, bad text. <laughs> Just for that, yeah, one. Yeah, that definitely was a good text, bad text text. Mm-hmm. You guys are having the dumbest argument. You're like, yeah. We know. Right. Well, that's why. In fairness, that was an old conversation you and I have had, and Nick brought it up today. That was from two years ago. That was, yeah. Nick's had a good memory on that one. We're bringing back, and we're going to ask Danon, I guess, coming up at eleven o'clock, what he thinks. Uh, do you think this? Do you think George Karloftis, though? In all seriousness, do you think he's he's up there? Because you, I, you're a little concerned. No, you told me. Remember, he's the high motor guy, right? Uh-huh. That's not it. Um, I just think we've spent the too much time on the wrong rookie. Many of the other rookies we're having plenty of success out of, right? Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams. We're seeing some of those guys get out there. We've been focused on Sky Moore because he only has six catches and really hasn't been a factor of the offense. But the much more concerning one right now is Karloftis because Karloftis only has the half sack, which we could probably live with knowing how few sacks we were expecting out of the defensive end position in general. But lately it's he doesn't have the sacks, and also we're not talking about him the way we were before, which was – Wow, we keep seeing Karloftis. He keeps being involved in the play. Those sacks will come. He is the more important player to the success this year, and we should probably be spending more time talking about his recent performance versus Sky Moore's. Yeah, so I think I was surprised that once Frank Clark is in the suspension right now, he's got one more game. I, I expected, oh, maybe there's another opportunity for George Karloftis to kind of step up, and it ends up being Carlos Dunlap, who we'll talk more about later. Carlos Dunlap has looked really good here the last yeah, couple he's had a good stretch. of weeks. But out of the draft, when you're drafted after pick, what was it, 22, I think we, we had the number. We talked about this for weeks leading up to the draft in April. If you're an edge rusher and you get drafted pick 22 or later, your average sacks your rookie year is usually three or Four. three and a half. Yeah. And so he's got a half sack now. If he gets one sack this week or next week, then suddenly he's right there on pace again, you know? And so 
that's why I, I again it's it's the similar to me conversation that we've had about wide receiver production which is if you said before the season that the guy was a thousand yard receiver and then you're upset he's not getting 100 yards a game so if you think he's a three and a half sack guy am I surprised he doesn't have one sack full sack yeah I am but if you think right he, now he's about to be a think, one sack guy. if you think he's a three and a half sack guy though he's one sack away from being right there like from a pacing standpoint. pacing that's yeah talking about pacing yeah sure but I I guess you're right but lately he's not really getting that close to the quarterback in order to feel like that sex coming. That's more where the issue is at the moment, because before gold, I was with you the entire time. He had no sacks or half sack. I didn't care because he was around the quarterback a lot. And I thought as a result of that, what you're describing was going to happen. He was going to have two sacks and a three game stretch, go another five games of that one. He was going to finish with four segments or four sacks. And we're going to be fine. Right. Problem solved. But because lately he's not around the quarterback, it doesn't feel so imminent that that, that sack is going to come. You, you admit, right, he hasn't flashed as much as he was in the early part of the season. Yeah, it certainly tailed off. It certainly tailed off. I don't know if it's a combination of is it just that we were all looking for him more in the first couple weeks, and so anytime he did any little bit, we noticed it more, or is it that truly what you're saying, which is he just hasn't been around the quarterback as much, and with that, we've seen more of Carlos Dunlap. We've seen more of Mike Dana, Malik Herring even getting around the quarterback more. So, yeah, I, I think if we're sitting here and we're sitting in week 13 or 14, he's still at a half sack, well, then he's not going to get to that. Yeah, th- you know, that three sack mark. I think the bare minimum everybody was expecting is they get to that three sack mark this season. I don't think that's impossible yet. No, it's well, it's not because he's only two and a half sacks away, but it like starting, I guess it's like starting now, you better start getting around the quarterback again. He's got one more game without Frank Clark, which should have been, we thought his moment to get more reps, have more chances to get to the quarterback and shine. Instead, as you mentioned, it's been Dunlap who's been able to do that. And honestly, the, Chris Jones is helping him. Dana and Colin Saunders is, you know, they've, they've played pretty well. So it's not even like the rest of the defensive line isn't carrying a little freight for him right now. And the secondary, as we've mentioned, has played well. That it's like the rest of it seems like it's kind of working a little bit over the last few weeks, except he's been really quiet. And I, I, this is like the same as Catmore. Don't think this is like, I don't think Carl Loftus has any hope. I'm just saying of the energy we've spent talking about rookies, one is infinitely more valuable and has been equally quiet. Over the last three weeks, Sky Moore hasn't been involved in the offense, and over the last three weeks, Carl Loftus has barely been involved in the defense. Yeah, it's okay. So that, yeah, I don't. I think that that part. So there's a difference between. Well, he's been on the field, but he's not the, getting the, stops in the backfield the, in the, the run game. He's not batting the, down passes. He's not this, getting sacks. This goes, Those are counting stats. That's like the, the receiver stuff. Uh, Being on the field is not enough. So I think I don't think it is the exact same as comparing wide receiver. You're right, wide receiver. It really is all about counting stat. One hundred percent, it is. As an edge rusher, as a defensive player, the same. this is the same issue we've had about you and I have disagreed with Chris Jones in the playoffs. It is crazy, you're right, that Chris Jones has not had a playoff sack in his career. It's wild. It is crazy. Whereas Frank Clark has like the third most of all, all time in the playoffs. Nuts. Doesn't make any sense. But does that mean Chris Jones has not been a factor in the Chiefs defense in the playoffs because he hasn't had a sack? No. So would I like to see Karloftis Get those counting stats you're talking about? For sure, 100%. I, I, the last statement I just I mentioned, because when you, I, I think the conversation before, I agree with you, but to say that like he's just not doing anything on defense the last four weeks is just, I think, a complete mischaracterization. Like, I don't think that's fair, that's all. But, I mean, I mean, obviously we're not breaking down, and I'm not tracking every single one of his no, stats in the last game. I see you watched that all 22, man. I see you, but I see you, you charting can you, it. Can you name a single play he made? Like a single time he was in the oh, backfield, you're, you're talk- a single time he got pressure on the quarterback, a single time he made a run stop that you yeah, remember. It's the same, it's I can the same. name same for Nick Bolton. I can name some for Colin Saunders. I can name some for Chris Jones. I can't name a no, because single because again, Carl what you're saying one. is counting stats. I, you can name Nick Bolton because he blew up Derrick Henry. De- but the you, only counting stat Carl Loftus is playing is snaps. That's the same as Sky Moore. But don't, doesn't this no, go back no, to it's what? not the same as Sky Moore? Wide receiver, if I'm not getting the damn ball and not catching it, then that is plain and simple. You're not doing your job. If you're a defensive, well, he could be blocking. If, we if don't know. Sky Moore could be blocking his ass off. Not, I don't know. They're not having Sky Moore in there to block. Come on now. He, I mean, if he's not catching it, he's blocking at some point. Does on the play. this not go yeah, back Sky to Moore's what Kling said yesterday? That like these guys are allowed to be rookies. And Karloftis, again, was, what, the seventh edge rusher, the sixth edge rusher drafted? Something if like he that. were an instant impact guy, if he were a guy that was going to come in and immediately track seven, eight-plus sacks in a year, he would have been a top-ten pick. 
Like, there is a reason why he fell to the end of the first round. Like, at some point, you do kind of have to look at him in the position he plays just, and say, maybe give him a year. I just, again, I, I hate to repeat myself. I just think it's always funny. We're all guilty of this when we talk about r- rookies or anybody. And before the season, we ask, what do you think they're going to do? And then when it's week 11, we're stunned that he doesn't have seven sacks. We're okay. stunned that MVS doesn't have 1,500 You're yards. You're blowing it out of the water, though. No, right now, he's on pace for one sack. I thought he'd be four. That's less. If I thought someone was a 10-sack guy and they had six, and all I'm I'd saying be disappointed. Is, all I'm saying is if he gets a sack this week, then, 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 we're, then he's there. Then he's there. So, no, I'm not panicking. That's all I'm saying. I don't, look, a lot of this comes down to the same thing, which is you're right. In this sense right now, that if he gets a sack this week, then maybe the conversation's a lot different. But if he doesn't, then we're one game. Because in the same way, acting like he's having he it. Now you're acting like, the, not you, but like this conversation is acting as if he's having this terrible year. If he was drafted, to Nick's point, if he was drafted top 10 and we're thinking, man, this guy's yeah. just, he's got to come in. You're drafted him top 10. He needs to have eight sacks. Then I think it is a way more fair conversation. Be like, where the hell are you on the field? When you're, when you're drafted at 32 or whatever, not 30, 28, whatever the hell it was. And no, you, if it's 28, people who drafted 28 are supposed to matter right away. Maybe not supposed to be 15 sack guys, but they just, are supposed to matter. We just talked about yeah. an average sacks for an edge rusher at pick 28, 22 or later, I guess it is, is three sacks. He's, so he's not having this terrible season. I'm surprised like you are that he doesn't have a full sack yet. 100% with you there. But I, I think the, you would think that, hey, we expected 10 sacks. He's got zero terrible rookie season. I think he's been that's more impactful not, than Sky Moore, if that's the well, yeah. But it's well, one guy yeah. matters yeah. more. That's the problem. So are you canceling this rookie class? No. But you're close. Like, your hand's hovering over the... I did a lot of, I did a lot of complimenting <laughs> at the beginning. I've gotten a lot of quality out of pretty much except the two that we were talking about in this conversation. That feels like, that yeah. feels like a girl softening the blow when she's about to break up with her high school boyfriend. <laughs> Coming up next, we know it's always good to have number 15 in Kansas City, but why this year might be even more impactful. We'll explain. To the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, guys. This is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that Auto Trader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. AutoTrader. Some fans gear up for game day, but some fans follow their team every day. That's why the Locked On Podcast Network has a daily podcast for your favorite NBA team. Every trade, every overtime win, every game. Our local experts cover the biggest stories around your team every day. Search Locked On plus your favorite NBA team on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Chiefs coverage brought to you by Andy's Frozen Custard. This season, tailgate with Andy's pick six. 
Let me tell you about my good friend, Andy, from Andy's Frozen Custard. He's from Kansas City, never misses a game, and serves the world's finest frozen custard. Tailgate with a pick six, or grab a freshly made custom treat before or after a game, and tell him Mitch and Andy sent you. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Brown and Crouppen Studios. All right, just getting started here on a Thursday. Only a rainy day. It's going to be like 35 degrees here in the next, what, Nick tell us, eight hours or so. It's going to drop like crazy. So kind of like a gross day in Kansas City. Danon Hughes going to join us coming up in about a half hour. Former Chiefs wide receiver, part of the Chiefs radio network on the call Sunday at noon, of course, with Josh Klingler, Mitch Holtis, and Dan Israel. We'll get to Nick's notable notes here in about 15, as we do every day here on Cody and Gold. We were just talking about, you know, the, the the close games and everything like that. James Palmer had even put out that there have been 62 games decided by a touchdown. So six points or fewer. 79 games decided by one score. Both are the most through week nine in NFL history. Games are just closer <laughs> this year than they normally are. And it's something we know we've talked about the betting stuff and everything a lot on this show. And that's why we've seen underdogs have so much success covering and things like that. But it also tells us. Uh, maybe even come playoff time. Do you think this trend is going to continue? And if so, what's the difference, like always, when you're talking about close games? The quarterback, right? I mean, if there really have been 62 games decided by less than a touchdown, which obviously is not an insignificant number, and that's where things are currently set up to be in the NFL, then I feel like, and obviously we're not going to try to pretend like quarterback doesn't matter, always matters understand that but it's mostly about if every game is close then quarterback matters even more and i know that sounds silly how can quarterback matter even more than it already does in the nfl and the very simple answer is it does and in this case it's going to if every game is going to be closer it's more important than ever that the chiefs have patrick mahomes and it's why i think they're winning the afc I think going into the season, I thought the Bills were going to be the number one seed. As the season started and they beat the Chiefs again, I thought the Bills were going to be the number one seed. I thought they had the most talented roster in the NFL. But that this closeness of games, combined with the current injury to Josh Allen, which provides enough vaguity to not know what's going to happen next, I think the Chiefs are winning the AFC. Because this makes me feel as confident as you possibly can, knowing that you have the guy in those situations. Yeah, so I, I think they're going to win the AFC as well. But I, w- I would say, typically, don't we always look at when it's amazing to see the stats that how close these games have been through nine weeks. But in general, if I just told you in any given year and I said, hey, come playoff time, these are X teams. This is the head coach and, and quarterback combination. Um, most of the time, I'm going to pick just like we would have picked Belichick sure. and Brady nine out of 10 times, if not 10 out of 10 times for all those years. I think there's a lot of people that would say, well, Mahomes and Reed, it's as good as it gets. Well, they, I'm going to pick that. And you're, you're right. Like, it matters in close games. But I would just say, if we're just going to take it into the, the AFC title game conversation in the playoffs, I would say, well, I, absolutely. I'm going to most times, even if Patrick Mahomes was not in Kansas City, if you told me Mahomes was on the Bills or the Bengals or whoever, I would say most of the time I'm going to take the quarterback who I think is the best in the postseason. It doesn't mean that guy's always going to the Super Bowl. Last year, Joe Burrow wasn't the best quarterback in the, in, in the league by any means, but he was the best for that stretch and, and did enough. Like I'm usually going to always take the best quarterback that's available. So why I have an issue over on the NFC side when we're looking at like what the Giants are doing and the Giants are going to be a playoff team, it sure looks like, but I'll still struggle to actually believe in them in the postseason because well, why they you? still have Daniel Jones. Really what this comes down to as far as why I would predict now that the Chiefs are going to win the AFC, and I don't know which side you're on. There's a lot of, like if you had to choose right now, who do you think wins the AFC? The Chiefs. I mean, I had a preseason and there's no reason for me to, to divvy from that. Sure. You have the Chiefs being the number one seed? Not the number one seed. I had the Chiefs going. No, in. who do you think wins? Oh, the, I thought you said. Anyway. Sorry, the same difference. We we've got to hung up on this before. Who do you think has the number one seed? Oh, um, well, right now, if you had to guess, I think the Chiefs are going to end up getting it because and you I hadn't think, thought that before. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, we AFC title game. I had the Chiefs beating the Bills, but yeah, from the number one seed, I thought the Bills would get the one seed this year. So to me, what this really simply comes down to is, let's say every game's close, which is what we're all agreeing. Every game's going to be close, and we know that every game's going to be close, so we've accepted that. If in those games, Gold, what we will know about the way these games are going to go is that if they're close, what percentage of close games do you think Mahomes wins? What percentage of close games do you think Lamar Jackson wins? What percentage yeah. of close, you know, and, and Josh Allen. That's what we're asking the question are. Well, if it's coming down to it, Patrick Mahomes already wins a disproportionately high number of those games compared to other quarterbacks. And then in addition to that, Mo- Allen's hurt. 
And Lamar Jackson's never won that. Yeah, I mean, Lamar's so, just like, struggled. His team as a whole this year has really struggled in those close games. We've seen games where they've blown multiple fourth quarter leagues or leads, right? That's been the huge narrative around the Ravens been. this year is their inability to close out games. And that's why they, they were able to do so on Monday night against New Orleans. But that stat kept popping up how many times on the Monday night football broadcast they kept referencing how many blown leads. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that there's, there's a trust factor with, with, with Mahomes coming from behind as we've talked about the 10-point the deficits and his win percentage is better than most quarterbacks just in a normal setting. Even at Mahomes' win percentage since 2019 uh, is what the third best win percentage from down double digits, let alone just in a normal setting. Yes, and now we're back. But again, that's, it all kind of cycles back to the same thing because you're right. Part of the reason the Chiefs have been closer games, haven't covered, as you'd mentioned, in four like or five, five straight, straight home I games, think, yeah. is because they're a part of this. The Chiefs are not isolated. They're not so much better than any team in the NFL that they get to stay above this water. They're stuck in the muck with the rest of them. They're stuck in these closer games than they would normally like to be in. But most of the time, my guess will be, if you're a really good team with a good quarterback, you're going to win about 50% of them. That's the way it'll go. Maybe 60% if you've got a really talented team like the Bills. But because of Mahomes and Mahomes alone, I feel like the Chiefs' success rate over the course of the season will be more like 70 or 80%. The Colts game might be the only one they lose in which it is six points or less moving forward. They lost a game in which they were six points or less against the Buffalo. They won one. And so like already this season, how many games have they been in that are six points or less? A, ma- a majority, about half their games. They're already winning two thirds of them. And I expect that number to continue because he's going to win a disproportionate, the high number of those. I think they're going to be the one seed because of this. Like this, this is the reason. The close games is good for the Chiefs because they're always going, like you already had the quarterback advantage, but it matters even more in a, this game is inside of a touchdown. I feel like it just it ticks it up a, like a slight notch, if that makes sense. And we know the schedule the rest of the way. I mean, if we're just from the, the AFC conversation aspect, we know the Chiefs and the Bills have much tougher schedules than the Baltimore Ravens do. The Chiefs have a much tougher schedule than the Buffalo Bills do the rest of the way, but the injury is kind of that, that big unknown right now still with Josh Allen. Yeah. How's he going to play with it? You know, he's, is he going to play on Sunday? That is still not a sure thing against the Minnesota Vikings. And, and yeah, you're right. If, even if he does play in that game or other games, how much is his performance impacted by that? We'll get to Nick's notable notes here in about six minutes or so. Uh, halfway through the season, look, we're heading into week 10, so we're past the halfway mark and an unbalanced schedule and everything that we have in the league. And I still think one of my biggest surprises is actually, I know we just got done talking about Carl Loftus, but in general is how good the defensive line has played. I mean, they are yeah. 15th in, in the league in sacks right now. And if you would have told me that Carl Loftus would only have a half sack, but they'd be 15th and that Chris Jones uh, is pacing still, I think, for that 12 and a half, 13 sack mark. He's not pacing for, you know, a career high, which was 15 and a half. So it's not like he's having a season where you're like, wow, that's that's making up for everybody else. He's having a great year, but it's not this ridiculous number that he's putting out there. That That's my, my biggest surprise, though, is how well this defensive line has been able to play, despite also not getting a ton. Because they've been pretty mediocre. Did you think there was a chance they were going to be bottom in the league? No, but you and I have had that for years going back and forth. Like I, I, I always have told you, like whenever we, we have these conversations heading into the season, like how, how, you know, <laughs> the doom and gloom, right. Uh, of, of where things are at for this defense. I've told you like when it, when it all settles down, I don't think they're a bottom four defense or whatever. So no, I didn't think they'd be, I thought they would be in that 18 to 20 range. We talked about this. I think your high end was, you said there was a chance trying to find sacks and just not talk about sacks. So they could actually be a top 10 sack defense. And right now they're 15th. Um, so I think most likely they're going to settle when it's all done, probably in that 16 to 20 range. Like that's probably where they're going to end up. Um, but that, that's still my bigger surprise is the play of the defensive line that they, it's not just Chris Jones having a great year, but Colin Saunders, uh, unfortunately, Trick Warden's hurt now, but Colin Saunders and what they've been able to get from the interior of the defensive line with some guys that maybe we didn't even think were going to make the team, Colin Saunders most notably, it shows you how much last year, I think the performance from the D line was impacted, believe it or not, by how bad Jaron Reed was. And I know it's easy to say because he's not here in Kansas City It's hard to put it on one interior But I think that really hurt Chris Jones' season, not to mention the wrist injury that Chris was playing with as well. I'm playing more out of position. I think they're just getting contribution from everybody. Now, it doesn't mean there's a ton of it from everybody, but there's enough guys that are contributing. You know, Carlos Dunlap is doing his job, Colin Saunders, and, of course, Mike Dana. Dana, And then we know Spax is going to blitz. So I've been surprised with the defensive front. To me, it's absolutely the secondary. I don't know why... Every year, 
And this year, I think going into training camp, I'm like, well, I do have some faith that they'll do it. But I'll be honest, there's always a little doubt in your brain. When they keep letting go of corners, you're like, this is your plan? Like when Jalen, when, when Trent McDuffie went down, I'm like, ooh, so they're going to play Jalen Watson all the time? And then when there was another injury, you're like, so now you're just going to, you're going to play Joshua Williams? And the answer to that has been and has consistently been now, yes. Yes, they're going to do that, and that has been a pleasant surprise because Juju's also been way better than I thought. I thought Juju was a 900-yard receiver, and he's pacing for 25% more than that. That has been a pleasant surprise. But the secondary in its own right is part of the reason that the Chiefs have able to been getting the sacks that you're talking about. There have been some coverage sacks for this team. They have shown consistency in the ability to guard guys regularly better than I was anticipating, to be honest, because... I think what it comes down to or what it ended up coming down to is, I don't know, this ended up being a great drafted rookie class as far as secondary players go. I know we don't have a full answer. Or people don't think we have a full answer on Trip McDuffie, which is fair because he's only played in a game and a half. Six quarters or something. Yeah, and he, yeah. Hasn't, he hasn't been thrown at yet, so it's easy to do that. But you're like, but they didn't even throw it in the last game. And maybe we won't have the full answer gold, as you've mentioned, until a few weeks from now when we'll get uh, him against a real wide receiver, a real high caliber NFL wide receiver. But it's pretty clear that they valued him better than the other two guys, and the other two guys are doing just fine. And to me, it's like they're doing a nice job. There's almost no way for the McDuffie one to be bad. They might just have an entire really solid cornerback group. I guess they don't have Jalen Ramsey at this point, but who does? That's the same thing we go all the time with, yeah, there are only so many superstars. That's not how it works. There's not an unlimited supply. Gotta write something down. Nick's Notable Notes. All right, guys, uh, you may have seen a lot of people talking about Twitter on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Huh. Talking about Twitter on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter's in the news lately. They got a new owner. They've got some new. Who is it? Uh, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh, Most notably, the CEO of Tesla, as well as SpaceX. And he's making some changes, some big sweeping changes to Twitter and the verification process. Last night, another fellow billionaire weighing in on the situation, Mark Cuban, (laughs) a sports figure, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, who was talking about burner accounts and how this is going to change things for misinformation. And Mark Cuban, unprompted, mentioned the fact that he has multiple burner accounts that now he has purchased verification for to see how it impacts the reach of said burner accounts, which he said all have zero followers, which kind of got me to thinking about the history of burner accounts. Like Duran and, and athletes. So, yeah, I wanted to go through some like notable sports figures and some gaffes with, with burner accounts. There's perhaps none better than Kevin Durant, who <laughs> I don't know if he's still managing. I, I assume there is so much more of this going on then we know because it's you got to really mess up to get caught in one of these like Kevin Durant did several years ago when a fan criticized him for leaving the Oklahoma City Thunder they they were tweeting at Kevin Durant's actual account and they said man I respect the hell out of you but give me one legitimate reason for leaving OKC other than getting a championship well Kevin Durant forgot to switch over to his burner account and then just responded from his personal account Quote, he didn't like the organization or playing for Billy Donovan. <laughs> His roster wasn't that good. It was just him and Russ. And at that point, he immediately got called out and he had to fess up to it because, well, you know, it was too obvious. Man, it's way too obvious, man. <laughs> he kept saying he. Like, way too obvious. He, you're you. That's you. You could say that you didn't like Billy Donovan. How Probably. about Steve Kerr during uh, James Harden's Houston days when he was going off, shooting a ton of threes? And he was getting called for, he wasn't getting called for travels when he would do that little step back, you know, where he'd take a couple steps. Steve Kerr then responded to a tweet from the NBA saying, it's an embarrassment. I think the league is so happy with all the scoring that it doesn't want to enforce stuff like that. He deleted it two minutes later. Brett Veach joked in an episode of the franchise about having burner accounts. He does. Do you think we could find him? Is there any way? I don't know if we'll find him, but he's definitely on Twitter. I just. Do you think he follows you? I guess is the question Mm. I have. Hmm. Do you think he follows local media? No, yeah. he might follow you. You've got the blue yeah. check mark. 
I do. It's true. Yeah, Cody's paying eight ninety nine a month. Can you believe I'm not that? Paying Nick? anything? Can I you think believe? it's actually just eight. I think it's oh, he's, he's paying. Let's be. Let's can be. Can you very, believe he's paying eight dollars a month? He's got a check mark. Very clear. Yeah, Nick, you and I would never pay eight dollars a month. I don't pay. I don't pay eight dollars a month. I would never pay eight dollars a month for the blue check mark. Yes, you would. No, no, because I could right now and I'm not. So no, I'm not. <laughs> You're going to. Yeah, no. You're going to do it. You think it. it's just no. a matter of time? You're going to do it. I am not going to pay $8 a month for that. Do you guys remember? Now, in fact, now I actually take pride that I've never had a check mark. This is actually re- this is actually yeah. reinvigorated my passion. You didn't take pride before. You just that's you what I'm wanted saying. it. Now, yeah, but now, now I'm happy that I never had it. Only dorks have blue check marks. Yep. Okay. Dorks and athletes. So which, you think I should just wonder, give it If they came to you, Cody, and said to keep your blue check mark, it's going to cost you $100 right now, you would pay it. And don't lie, because you've had it. I I haven't missed anything. I've yeah. never had it. I haven't, I've never had it. You can't go you from can't the go penthouse back. to the back. projects, man. Know, you man. can't do it. Can, yeah, can you live that life? Can you go back to that life of, no, that of life. no check mark? Uh, an, another great one would be Jerry Colangelo. Do you guys remember this? From the Olympic, bat, or the he was the head of men's ba- USA basketball. Yeah, he was also the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers, and they were going through obviously some other people. But before they turned things around with Joel Embiid, uh, a local beat reporter for the Sixers tweeted out about Julian Okafor, who was a big man for them at the time, and he said Julian Okafor on his past couple of days, quote, it was just a weird situation to which. A random burner account tweeted out, "Ask Joff he passed other team physicals." <laughs> He will not say not to lose other chance, but I bet the farm it's what happened. And people immediately started picking up on the fact this guy, these these these, these like three accounts are always defending the 76ers. <laughs> and specifically, they're defending Jerry Colangelo in ways that most people wouldn't, like when somebody was making fun of his shirt collars. So apparently, Jerry Colangelo wore That's just the weirdest thing to use wore, for a burner. He account. wore dress How many shirts people, with really big collars. Yeah, and somebody tweeted, "quote This dude just loves collars." To which this burner account tweeted, "That is a normal collar. Move on. Find a new slant." By the way, that ended up costing him his job. He got fired because of that. I remember that. Imagine I getting fired over. About that'd that, be like though. me getting a burner account just to defend myself in the mentions about the beard. Like, actually, I think that beard looks pretty good. Do you think? Let, like, let him off the find hook. A new slant. Find, how many famous? Find a new slant. How many famous people do you think have the burner account? Because I a lot. Not I necessarily guess. to defend themselves, but just so they can say things that they want to say that won't be as. Cr- you know what I'm saying? Like that to me is probably why a lot of people that are famous have it. So here's the way you don't handle a burner account, like the one that Patrick Reed, I believe it's his wife. Somebody on the text line brought this up. I was actually going to end. With this anyway because the real patrick reed has blocked me on twitter he's the only person what i have know you done you got blocked by patrick reed? I, I said something i said i tweeted at him several years ago and i was like this is why oh, nobody boy. likes you because well, that wasn't good well he was complaining because the pga tour it was the playoffs the spot up in boston and so they bought tickets for oh, everyone this, yeah. to the Red Sox game. And he tried to upgrade his tickets and got really good seats on the third baseline. And he said, wow, upgraded my tickets. And you guys put me in foul drive territory, which is not a real thing. Foul drive. <laughs> That's not a real thing. Um, and also those are good seats. So At maybe Fenway. Just, yeah. 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 Those are pretty good seats. You could have a giant pole in front of your face, man. So his, it's, it's believed that his wife runs this Twitter account and it's, you know, the anonymous profile photo, no pictures. The problem is, she tweets so often in defense of Patrick Reed that she has now amassed a following of 28,000 <laughs> followers. That's not what you want to do with a burner account. The uh, the Twitter handle is at usegolffacts. So, use golf facts? Yeah, like facts. Gotcha. 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 28,000. So, usually the idea of running a, a burner account is to stay anonymous. Mm-hmm. She has instead decided to amass a humongous following. We'd have we'd have to combine all of our followings to get to yes. the amount that apparently her she has, account has. Just more. for defending Patrick Reed, all she does is tweet at the PGA Tour for giving Patrick Reed bad tea times and bad rulings. Do golfers really care about that from a blind draw tea time perspective? I think he does. Just a blind draw. I think he does. Shut up and play your game. I'm going to get, you know what? My goal is now to get blocked by Patrick Reed today. What did you say to him? Maybe I could say the exact same thing. I said this. I responded to that tweet and I said, this is why nobody likes you. Okay. So if I respond to any tweet he sends out and says, this is why nobody likes you, Mm -hmm. there's a decent chance I'm going to catch a block. Yes. Okay. Kind of like Big Ben. Does he also block you? No, he blocks 
thousands of people, though. I'm trying to think the most famous person that I'm blocked by. I don't know. Um, but you're I mean, not the a, fact that I can't you're not a mean find, person online. No. The fact that I can't find Big Ben probably tells me I'm blocked by him. So you might be right there. What's his Twitter account? Just Big Ben? Or is that in is that in London instead? It's like a website. It's clearly run by somebody who's 80 years old because the the Twitter handle is like bigben7.com. Oh, I'm not blocked by him yet. Good news. <laughs> Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Not yet. Give it time. It will eventually occur. Um, I'm certainly blocked by, I'm sure, more people than I realize. That's why pe- just mute people. No, not the block. Just mute them. They don't know you blocked them. You don't have to see their crap. And they don't get upset. They're like, oh, Cody Tapp, he blocked me on Twitter. Just mute him. Nobody knows, and you move on. Do you think Danon Hughes has blocked anybody on Twitter? Yes. Yes. We'll ask him. We'll ask him, yeah. He's going to join us coming up next. Former Chiefs wide receiver, part of the Chiefs radio network. We'll ask him about that. We'll also get his thoughts on our big debate that we've had already on the show today. Next. This is Cody and Gold. Alex, you and I both get to guess what type of cereal Cody ate. See, he's got Chloe's he's got ago. kids, so this could be. Okay, but you're not eating fruity pebbles, are you? He might be. Because I was gonna guess Fiber One. Fiber One. Raisin Bran. How old do you think I am? The Raisin Bran. You know how old I think you are. Go to hell. Brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.